0: We are back at it for an emergency edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Colby Powell. Colby, you know, we had kind of danced through the raindrops lately on wrapping up the podcast, getting it posted with no major news breaking, but we're kind of back to our old uh, our old vibe here. Uh, some major news broke with the Big 12. OU and Texas will leave after this coming season in 2023. They are hitting the bricks. They are taking off, so we felt like we'd do an emergency episode here.
1: Uh yeah, most definitely. We we were on a run there, what, last year probably, where it felt like every time that we recorded, news broke right after. And like you said, we've avoided it for a long time. It was 10 minutes after we wrapped last night. We couldn't get back on last night. Uh, but able to get on today to wish OU and Texas uh the very best in the SEC. Uh we hope they have all of the seven and five and eight and four success they can possibly handle.
0: <laughs> Which that's optimistic for Texas. They were doing that in the Big 12. What's what's going to happen when they play the the big bad vaunted uh SEC? Uh just want to kind of get your first take on it your first, you know, reaction when you saw the news literally 10 minutes after we were done uh podcasting. Mine was at first, you know, I was I felt like I was wrong, you know. I kind of thought the Big 12 and Brett Yormark Uhrm- Mark were going to hold out for the 80 million or they were going to make them stay to the fruition of the uh the contract, the grant of rights through until the 2025 season but after reading his comments but even before reading his comments and all the the stuff that came afterwards I guess my second initial thought after that is well you get a hundred million total that's better than them walking for nothing at the end of 2024 so I think I ver- I really kind of underestimated Colby the fact that they could just walk with nothing Maybe I thought the TV revenue was worth them walking away for nothing after 2024, but now that I think more about it, take a step back, getting that hundred million, and then we can get into some of the things Brett Yormark said. But just getting that all that money instead of them walking out the door after 24 makes a lot of sense to me, and it clearly makes a lot of sense for OU in Texas.
1: Uh, Yeah, it does. You know, I I love the idea of sticking it to OU in Texas. Right, that sounds great, uh, and it was great while it was happening. This is still somewhat sticking at the OU in Texas while also doing what is best for the conference. I think Brett Yormark did a good job of not letting his pride get in the way of what was going to be best for the Big 12. They depart one year early. One football season that you're missing out on Oklahoma and Texas, um, and you get a hundred million dollars. That's going to go a long way in the conference, obviously. And they said that they're going to continue to pursue expansion. The Big 12 is, is trying to continue to grow and uh make sure that they are solidified as one of the conferences moving forward as college football continues to change and evolve. Uh, but yeah, it's the The decision came down to the money. Was it worth it to cut them a a break and let them out a year early to get the amount that they were going to to spend? Or was it worth it to stick it to them and have them stick around through the duration of the contract? Uh, It seems like he made the right decision, and everybody made the right decision to get OU and Texas gone to the SEC where they so badly want to be and get all that money for the Big 12. So, uh, yeah, one more year, last Bedlam's in Stillwater.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's hit on that real quick. I mean, we now know for sure that at least the, the last bedlam for a very, very long time. We, I guess we can't technically say ever, uh, I would lean more towards ever, but we can't say that yet. We'll be in Stillwater, uh, likely a night game on national TV. So it's kind of wild to think about. I mean, I wish they were playing in a different year because there's so much upheaval in Stillwater, but, um, how do you feel about that Colby? Like what, what do you think of when you think this is gonna be the last bedlam? You gonna you're gonna miss it? You know, you and I have had a very much a, a love-hate relationship. We've kind of waffled back and forth on playing bedlam anymore. Uh bring it's brought us a lot of pain over the years, far more than than happiness. But um what's your thoughts on it being being the last one?
1: Uh my thoughts are I, I really hope that Alan Bowman is a dude. I really hope that Alan Bowman is a dude. Uh, would, I would love to win the last one. Don't know that it's in the cards. OU's bringing a lot back and a new recruiting class in and uh, quarterback back, all that good stuff. And Oklahoma State is replacing a ton. Now you get to November and who knows. Um, yeah, I, I think it's exciting that the last one will be in Stillwater. I think regardless uh, of what the records are going in, it, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be beyond packed. Uh, it's going to be a big deal. And, and win or lose, you know, If you lose the last one, you lose the last one. That's life. Um, But regardless, it'll be off the schedule that kind of Penciled in 90% loss throughout the history of Oklahoma State football will be off the schedule. I've been pretty vocal um, that for other sports, I'm going to miss it. You know, basketball, baseball, it's been much more level in those sports. But for football, that game has been an absolute season killer for Oklahoma State almost every single year. And uh, yeah, it's just tough whenever you're living in the shadow of OU down in Norman when it comes to recruiting uh, you know the conversation in the state I I don't know what this is going to do to like any coverage of Oklahoma State and how that's going to fare because now these two programs are no longer going to be attached at the hip so Oklahoma State is no longer going to be spoken about in reference to how they relate to Oklahoma they're going to be independent of each other now so uh, yeah it's going to be very interesting moving forward I'm sure that obviously everybody will still keep half an eye on OU and what they do in the SEC and uh, continue to root against them a little bit but for the most part uh, be able to let them go their separate way. And I look forward to that. Uh, But as far as the last bedlam goes, it's, it's going to be rocking. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I am off work that particular Saturday, because I don't want to miss the last one just in case Oklahoma state is able to pull off that upset.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that'll be a wild, wild atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to miss it. And I think I would miss it far more if Mike Gundy tried to win the game and pulled out all the stops and just would accept losing if he went all out. And which I, and look, I don't need to turn it back into a bedlam pod. Everyone knows my stance on it, but I'm, I'm going to miss it just because it's it's the game you circle every single year. And it's the game that, you know, I think that's what's special about the state of Oklahoma having, I mean, think about it, Colby, like what other state has had two programs, the caliber of Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, you, you Florida and Florida State, I think, are the closest. Uh, you can't say Clemson and South Carolina, maybe some of the Texas schools if you want to go there. But, I mean, Oklahoma State's been a top-10 program, as does Oklahoma. And that's special. That, that's big time for a state that's not very big. And it's become kind of the center of the college football universe a lot of times when Bedlam's had college game day. I'm, I'm going to miss all of that. What I'm not going to miss, Colby, is when they kick the, game, kick the, the football off and Oklahoma State starts, you know, doing silly things they don't do all season. And it turns into you know, I feel like Squinky's just standing behind me looking over my shoulder. I, I won't miss that feeling because it's such a helpless feeling. But ultimately, um, I think it'll be a good thing for Oklahoma State. Get out of the shadow. Uh, just go go win this league. Uh the 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 eight hundred pound gorilla is off your back named Oklahoma. And it's time to go go win this league. And OSU certainly has their work cut out for them on that. But I will miss that dread once the game's kicked off. I will I will I won't miss that dread once the game's kicked off. I will miss the lead up to it, Colby being such a big game for our state.
1: Uh yeah, I will too. I mean, the lead up to it is fun. The conversation is fun. Uh the trash talk even is fun on, on the years that Oklahoma State wins, you know, 2 years ago, I was all about the trash talk. This last year I took it. That's just kind of the fun of bedlam. Um but man, it's it's been the source for more pain in my life than it has been good. And and if there's somebody out there listening and is like, y'all are crazy, I hate this. I hate that I'm not going to get to look forward to Bedlam every year and the trash talk that comes with it and all that good stuff. I get that. But for me, it's caused me a lot of pain. Uh, you know, I've I've got a daughter that I don't need to have to grow up with that pain. So, um, yeah, it, it's just it's been tough for me to watch OU be as dominant as they've been over Oklahoma State throughout my lifetime. Um, yeah, there've been some some very high highs along the way, but there've been some very low lows as well. And and I just feel like Carson, if we are ever going to get to, get to the point where Oklahoma State is a a Big Twelve power. I mean, the way to do it is to get away from OU. I mean, the shadow that OU casts over Oklahoma State, they just, I mean, they had a 50-year head start on caring about football and about, you know, devoting resources to football and everything else that comes along with it and you know they throw the little brother thing around and whatever you can get offended by that if you want to but Oklahoma has all the tradition and the success and the recruiting and the money and all that stuff and you've got to get out from underneath that and and become your own program um and exist independently of Oklahoma so uh I'm looking forward to that now means one more season OU and Texas in the conference as, as we welcome all the newbies and then you know Oh, uh, you and Texas gone. It's going to be weird, Carson. I'm not saying I'm, – I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not saying it's not going to be weird. Whenever those schedules drop a year from now, you mm-hmm. and Texas are playing LSU and A&M, uh, and you don't see them on any of the Big 12 stuff, it's going to be really, really weird. Um, One thing, too, those teams are amongst the favorites, as they are almost every year, to win the Big 12 conference. Boy, that would be a disaster. Everyone needs to band together and make sure that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, the the flip side of that coin I mentioned with with Mike Gundy and Bedlam, uh, Texas that series is over, and I think one of the main things we'll point to under Mike Gundy's career when it's over, is how he completely flipped the OSU Texas series. I think they're what eight and four, eight and five their last 12, 13 games against Texas. They've they've really had Texas's number over the last twelve years, and that was a game Colby that when I was in school. When they had Colt McCoy and Jamal Charles and those guys, Vince Young, obviously, that was the game that seemed even more impossible to win than Oklahoma because Les Miles had come in and beat Oklahoma a couple times. you know. There, and even in Mike Gundy's early tenure, there were some really close Bedlam games, the Zach Robinson game where he fumbled on the goal line in Stillwater. There were some great games in Bedlam that seemingly could go either way. Texas just kept coming from behind and just destroying Oklahoma State's morale and hope and ever you know seemingly their future at ever winning the conference and the way Mike Gundy was able to flip that series I think is is one of his biggest accomplishments and and that series is over Colby and uh, OSU goes out without they go out with a win it's pretty cool uh
1: yeah no doubt yeah that's wild um yeah I know I just I wasn't expecting this news to break because we had just so recently gotten the news Carson so it's been hard to to process that this is it. I mean, this is it right now. Um, yeah, it's going to be weird. The, the other sports, the smaller sports that are going to be affected, you know, I know this is probably something not a lot of people care about. I'm a huge golf nerd. The golf rivalry between OU and OSU has really become intense over the last probably six or seven years with Ryan Hebble elevating, uh, Oklahoma to the level that Oklahoma state has been at in that sport for a long time. Uh, the, the women's program at Oklahoma state has been far superior, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be weird not having them in our lives. It's just such a regular thing, Carson. It's not just football, baseball, uh, softball, you know, women's soccer. It, it's always exciting when Bedlam comes around. So for pretty much every sport other than football, uh, I'm bummed because that is going to impact some of those rivalries and some of those things that are fun about college sports. But, um, you, you know, that's kind of offset by my my wish to get away from them uh with football. So bummer for golf, baseball, softball, uh, women's soccer, all that stuff. But yeah, it is what it is. They're they're gonna go make all their money in the SEC. And uh hopefully the Big Twelve can remain the I'd say consistent third best conference in the country even without those two schools.
0: Yep, I agree. And um, you know, we're not doing a full episode here, so we're not doing a full thing of bullets and BBs, but I do want to give a bullet to Brett Yormark, the Big Twelve commissioner, certified dude, certified shot caller. And he's calling his shot. He, he had some quotes afterwards. And uh, Russ Dellinger, I think, really laid it out really well for SI. He said, You know, your mark's three goals for his first year's Big 12 Commission were TV deal, check, early OU Texit, check, further expansion. And that's where we are now. And I think he's going to use this 100 million Colby to say, Guys, look at, look at all this money over here, Pac 12 schools that are just floundering away. You know, you got the Pac 12. I, I forgot to mention this. They're they're trying to add SMU and San Diego State, which is just like trying to add SMU and, and missing out on the TCUs and in Baylors of the world is like going from Margot Robbie to Amy Schumer. I mean, talk about a fall. And I, I just think Brett Yormark has really proven himself, Colby. And I think he's got his sights set on some of those gems in the Pac-12 that are left, meaning Oregon and Washington. And he may settle for Arizona, Arizona State, because I think he's trying to expand their TV deal, make it bigger, better, more time zones. And I just can't say enough good things about Brett Yormark because, you know, the the Stuart Mandels of the world looked down on him, thought his job was impossible, thought the Big 12 wasn't worth saving. And uh, he's come through with flying colors.
1: He absolutely has. I'm curious to see what pursuing expansion means moving forward. Um I would have to think that that means they're going to go after some Pac-12 schools, right? That seems like the obvious the, – the, those yes. seem like dots to connect. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want Colorado back here. There's some more hype around that program now with Prime. The Arizona no, 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 no. The Arizona schools have been largely a bust. But, I mean, I don't know if you're going after the Pac-12. I think you're kind of looking at Oregon and Utah as your top two. Um pick up the phone, see if they say no. If they do, you can move on. I know that's some more travel, but you're already adding BYU. You're adding UCF. Uh, Oregon and UCF probably not going to play a ton of non-divisional games, but uh, the travel can be worked out. So I don't know. If I had a wish list, those two would be at the top of it from the Pac-12.
0: Yeah, I think I think Utah makes perfect sense. You can continue the the Civil War, or they call it the Holy War, which is a great great rivalry nickname between Utah and BYU. I think Utah, Oregon... And, I mean, you're good there, I think. Maybe you just leave Washington, up the flounder up there in Seattle. Uh, Washington still, I think, would be the one school I think you'd be missing out on. So maybe Washington and, and throw in somebody else. I'm not sure. But we'll see, Colby. Uh, anything else before we get out of here on this emergency pod? Uh,
1: don't believe so. Predictions? Basketball tomorrow? We didn't do them yesterday. We were a couple days out, but now we're just right on the cusp of it here. Any Any thoughts at Iowa State tomorrow?
0: Yeah. It just feels like they've
1: beat them in Stillwater.
0: Yes, and they they really played really really well in that game. I just i i, I think this is the game we might see. You know, the backcourt struggle a little bit. You know, maybe Bryce Thompson cools off a little bit. I I think this is just me watching OSU basketball for the last 10, ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen years. I just I think this is kind of a spot game where they they might find a way to lose. I'm I'll probably t- pick Iowa State, but I think OSU will bounce back after
1: that. Iowa State's a weird team. They've lost four of the last six, okay? Four of the last six. The two wins are against Kansas State and against Kansas. Both of those <laughs> at home. Both of those at home. Exactly. Three road losses are to Missouri, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. So, totally different home versus road team. Uh, They play really well in their home gym. So, I probably think Iowa State wins that game, but uh, Oklahoma State's playing motivated basketball right now so hopefully it'll be a good one uh carson good stuff glad we found a little bit of time in the middle of the day to do this uh oh in texas can kick rocks i think we're all in agreement on that
0: it's a new dawning of a new era and uh who knows maybe oklahoma state will be the big brother of the new conference we'll have to wait and see but uh good luck to oklahoma good luck to texas don't let the door hit you on the way out
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, 5 o'clock tomorrow, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Uh, Everybody enjoy. Thanks for listening to this uh, emergency episode. As always, go pokes.